Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. Hello and welcome to a very sad edition of the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Tom Childs, and our very own Manchester Titan, Dave Barnett. Um, a sad show because the Chiefs season is over with a 37-31 overtime loss to Tom Brady, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. It will be them that advances to the Super Bowl and not us. We now have a long seven, eight months to ponder what might have been. You may have noticed that Brad Simcox isn't with us tonight. Um, I'm not too sure he's still alive, to be honest. Um, We know he loves his Chiefs, and we've not heard from him since about 4 o'clock this morning. How do you think he's doing, Dave? Uh, I I just don't know. (laughs) It's just... Yeah, it's just sad, isn't it? It is sad. It is sad, and this is like the worst show to record. Like, we—I felt like it was necessary for us to record a show, but if I'm being honest, I think we maybe get half the listeners we normally get for a podcast like this. Like today, I got a load of no- notifications for podcasts that I normally listen to, a fair few NFL ones, a fair few Chiefs-specific ones, and I wasn't interested it whatsoever in listening to any of them today at all and I probably won't listen to any of them for a week or two so if you are with us then thank you very much um, we'll try our best not to wind you up but I think it's going to happen because it was bad not 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 too bad but it was bad enough to warrant the anger that's coming out since the defeat last night because the Chiefs were in position to win this game and we will go into the last few minutes of the game but the Chiefs were in a position to win this game and get to the Super Bowl but it felt like the same old same old and we'll get on to who's to blame and where fingers should be pointed a little bit later on so let's start off with the first half the Chiefs come out and they didn't look like they were up for the occasion shit the bed I think is the uh particularly British term for this uh, yeah yeah. I don't know what has happened because everyone talks about Andy Reid's preparation and everything and how well prepared Mm. they are going into games and the fact that Andy Reid has a relatively good record against Bill Belichick where he, I think that him and Bob Sutton got schooled in that first half by Belichick Uh, I certainly think so but at the same time I think if Mahomes doesn't miss on that um, throw to Williams, and mm-hmm. or at worst we we get a field goal, you don't you don't feel completely terrible. Yes, mm-hmm. it certainly wasn't good, but you would have felt better about it. Um, I think it was probably the, the first quarter was worrying just because of how much they how much time they they sort of 
drained off the clock mm. and you're wondering if that was just sort of going to be like, oh, okay, they're just going to suck the life out of the game pretty mm. much. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, the thing is it's hard to make adjustments like on the fly yeah. like that, I think. You need um, to have time to, to make Yeah, them. just to see, you know, to have time to talk to you guys to say, see what they're seeing up mm. front um and yeah i think after th- you know they made some adjustments at half time i i say and i think part of it especially from the offensive perspective you know we'll get into the defense in a bit but from an offensive perspective i'm not sure really how much you can game plan for the o line getting manhandled mm. like I, I don't think it was necessarily a play calling issue i think it was more just the o line got just well and truly bitched in that, that first half. Yeah. But even still, the Patriots aren't renowned for having quality edge rushes and pass rushes. Like I said, they're not like the Chiefs. They haven't got the names. But the Chiefs managed to generate zero pressure on Brady. Yet the Patriots, with their pretty much no-name defense, especially up front, uh, outside of Trey Flowers, managed to generate lots and lots of pressure why wasn't Andy Reid ready for that because the Chiefs O-line has held up relatively well this season but yesterday they just weren't there at all to cut they left Mahomes on an island basically and made everything hard work for him pretty much all game Uh, you say maybe a nerves thing you know there's what two guys I mean two interior guys there that were starting the first playoff game in Irving and uh, Wiley and I think it showed a lot you know Irving hasn't been tremendous at the best of times this year and although Wiley's done a, a pretty good job when he's come in he's not LDT so yeah I just think like it's just was maybe a little step too far for guys that probably maybe won't be starting come next yeah. year. Yeah. I look I look at the O line as a potential probably the that and tight end will obviously come in go into this a little bit in later shows, probably mm-hmm. as the, the two positions we will try to bulk up on the offensive side of the ball. Um onto the defensive side of the ball in the first half. We sat here last week, me, you and Dave and we all uh, me, you and Dave, you are Dave, me you yeah. and Brad. Me, me um, and me. Um you, Yeah, God rest his soul. Um <laughs> We sat here last week and said the Patriots are going to come out and try to put together a seven, eight, nine-minute drive and run the ball down our throats exactly like they did against the yep. Chargers. It was a lot of James White, like we pointed out, it would be. He rushed five touches, five first downs in that first in that first quarter alone. Yep. Why wasn't the Chiefs' defense expecting this? Why does it take to half time to make the necessary adjustments? The adjustments should have been. Has shouldn't have been necessary because they should have been game planning for that already. Because the Pages put out the MO of how they were going to beat the Chiefs last week against the Chargers, and this ex- they come out and did the exact same thing again. Yeah, well, it's just I say I, I know it's kind of a theme with me, and maybe people disagree with me, but I I just have to point the finger at Bob Sutton. I I just don't know how you can expect to come out in the front that they came out against the Patriots when, you know, the Patriots are lining up with Gronk in blocking and Devlin in at fullback. And 
you know, you're playing with two real down linemen in, you know, um, Joan, um, in Bailey and um, either Nardi or Williams, um, you know, because even Jones is not known, like, he's obviously a phenomenal pass rusher and solid against the run, but he's, you know, he's not known for being, you know, a, a stout run defender. Um, and it just seemed like it's screaming out to, to, you know, clog up the middle of that line a little bit, you know, get the bigger bodies up front. Um, I think we've, we've got speed on the edge um, and guys that are really good at setting the edge in, you know, Houston and, and Ford. So uh, it's like, I didn't, I don't think we've really feared, you know, there was much to fear from the, the outside run game from the Patriots. And yeah, it's just when you see them come out in that set, um, yeah, it's, it's just weird that the Chiefs came out so light up front. And just invited them to run. And they, the Patriots are the best in the league at taking what the defense give them. And they take advantage like no other. Tom Brady sees everything. And you can't fool the guy if you show him a lighter front. He will run. And he did that several times. The amount of plays that he killed yesterday and changed to a run or changed um, changed to which side they were running. He just he just knows what he's doing. He, he's got, let's be, let's be fair to Tom Brady, he has got ice in his veins. And he is an incredible play caller at the line he his ability to make audibles killed the chiefs it was his mind alone pretty much negated the entire pass rush for the chiefs so that, that can't be understated like when we're talking about this defeat um we do have to give credit to the opposition because the patriots are ruthless there's a reason why they've made or tom brady's now made nine super bowls it's not it's not just down to tom brady it's obviously down to bill belichick and josh mcdaniels and gronk and everyone as well but they are cold-blooded killers and unless you can perform for a whole 60 minutes you are going to struggle to beat them especially in the playoffs that can't be understated yeah I, I was, i'm also kind of frustrated I, I i obviously haven't seen the stats from last night's game yet i haven't really had a chance to go over stuff but it just felt like we just rushed with four guys way too often mm-hmm. and we're just expecting the four guys to get home yeah against that o-line far too much and I, I know you've obviously got the threat of um you know white out of the backfield but i just i don't think you can sort of like give brady that amount of time mm-hmm. and expect to be successful against him yeah he might you know get the odd big play if, if you know if you bring in extra pressure but I also think it's the only way to generate pressure mm-hmm. against a guy like Bray. I don't think you can expect to rush four guys, sometimes even three guys, and yeah. sit back in coverage and expect to to win against Brady because mm-hmm. if you give him time like that in the pocket, he will just dissect the defense way too easily. It was so strange for me because the Chiefs' defense showed a little bit in the last couple of weeks against the Raiders and the Indianapolis Colts. They showed a little bit more than normal they they had a few stunts they had a few twists they had a few more blitzes they were sending a- extra guys on a, on occasions but that just went out the window it was like 
the Chiefs were trying to play prevent defense the entire game and trying to hope that there's a mistake coming from the Patriots. And in case there were a couple of mistakes by the Patriots, the Chiefs actually won the turnover battle 2-0, to zero, but yet still lost this game. But if you're going to invite the Patriots just to move the ball on you, they are going to do it. And it's just it's infuriating to sit here and watch because we can see it. Tony Romo could see it. Tony Romo, he uh, for me, he's by far and away the best analyst in the league. And mm. anyone that says different, I will fight them about it i i will i will because i yeah. feel so strongly about it that he's sitting there and he is just picking apart the defense like the amount of times that he said oh calling the play before the play or for example saying gronk out wide against eric berry and he's just pointing it out before the snap oh if daniel Sorensen uh sits down on this then they're gonna go to gronk on a post and it's just if tony romo can sit there and see that pre-snap why can't bob sutton sit there and see what's going to happen because everyone else knows what the Chiefs defense is doing so why doesn't Bob Sutton look at it and go this isn't working <sighs> stubbornness that's the only reason I can think about it um, you know it was just on that overtime drive just the three third and long conversions where you know you just you just knew what Sutton was going to do Yeah, he's going to play that two man under look sit with two deep safeties and left the middle of the field like wide open yeah and it's just like what you know that the patriots love to hit those crossing routes in those situations mm-hmm. so why like obviously you know you don't want to sit in zone against brady all the time no. but that seems like the perfect time to maybe do something like that yeah. and take away the the crossing routes that Brady loves to throw in those third and you know at least get him thinking a long situation um whereas like you know you're asking it a corner in man coverage when you know they're running the little rub routes and you know just getting ever so slightly in the way of the dbs and then you're asking him to track a guy across the field especially as like you know sometimes they're you know they're having a guy like um, Edelman motion in from the outside so that he's almost on the move before the ball snapped. It, yeah. It's impossible to ask a guy to took over a guy, you know, across the field like that and not provide him any help in the, the middle of the field. The amount it's of insane free, to me. And if you look at the contrast between the two defense, defensive units, the Patriots would not give the Chiefs, rec- Chiefs receivers a free release all game. They were pressing at the line and making them work, at least giving their their D line to get some time to get home. Where the Chiefs corners, they were playing man, but playing a little bit off. And on those crossing routes, Julian Edelman was getting a free release. And with that combined with the rubber ups that you're talking about, it was game over for the corners and where they would like help in the middle of the field from a safe uh, a safety or a linebacker it just wasn't there and i i look at the chargers game back in week 15 was it on first night football where the the chiefs lined up in the exact same defensive formation and philip rivers just sat there and picked it apart and that he picked it apart in the final two drives and that is what led to the chargers beating us then so Bob Sutton clearly doesn't learn from mistakes. We thought he had, hence why he played better formations and changed it up a little bit for the Raiders and the Colts. But yesterday he went to the same old, same old, the same vanilla type defense and against someone like Tom Brady, you just can't do it. 
Yeah, I say on on third and long, like you, uh, well, not even just third and long. On third down yesterday, it's the the Patriots were, what was it, fifteen of nineteen, which is joke. just insane. Yeah. That that's absolutely insane Especially from a defensive you, perspective. You compare it to the start of the season when the Chiefs, the all these stats going around at the how good their third, third down defense, third down defense was. Yeah. And it's just crazy. You've got two deep safeties playing 10 yards back from the first down marker on in cover two. And it's just inviting it. And it just felt, especially on the overtime drive, it just felt like an air of an inevitability that they were going to yeah. waltz down there and score. It's like, for me, the game was over at the coin flip. Oh, for me, it just, it just felt like the... Uh, Falcons Super Bowl yep. all over again where as soon as the Patriots won the toss you're like okay mm-hmm. that's the game yeah. never cr- mind it is mad really because as a franchise at the start of the season we were kind of taking the piss a little bit about coin tosses because like the Chiefs yeah, won like nine 12 in a row was it 12 it? in a row I think the first 12 games yeah yeah and we were like oh we're the only franchise talking about coin tosses well we are the only franchise talking about coin tosses today because I mean I think there's the fairness of the overtime rules have been brought up yep. by multiple people, me included, multiple times. Um, I've never been a fan of the NFL overtime. It's literally the only professional sport where you know one team might potentially not get a chance mm-hmm. to score points, which is in- insane to me. Yep. The fact that. This is in the last three, four years. This has happened to an MVP caliber QB and Aaron Rodgers, the MVP winner, Matt, uh, Ryan. Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl, yeah. and now the, you know, the likely MVP and Pat Mahomes in the AFC Championship game, it's and me- none of these QBs have had the chance to give their team an opportunity to win the game it's just surely the nfl can't think it's a good thing that a guy like pat mahomes just had to sit on the sideline in that overtime yeah. period and surely me, they can't think that's good for the good for the league it's, uh, it's, it, it's it's just insane just play an extra 15 minute period whatever happens in that 15 minute period whatever the score is at the end of that 15 minute period that's the end of the game yep. if a team scores two touchdowns the team scores two touchdowns mm-hmm. they win the game play the 15 minutes extra that's that yep. like I've, i'm not a massive like i enjoy the college overtime more it's fun but there's still a lack of fairness in that because generally the team that goes second on offense has a, a higher percentage chance of winning mm-hmm. but yeah if you just say there's an extra 15 minutes just play that quarter and what the score is at the end of that is the winner and then you just keep playing like the nhl like the nhl does it you know um in the regular season it's they go to a shootout and then in the playoffs it's we play until it's a winner yeah and it's yeah, as simple as that. The gold, they play the golden goal ball, which, uh, which I would be absolutely fine with. But um, in other sports, but obviously, we, golden goal is essentially what is just happening. Oh no, no, no! In NHL playoffs, it's overtime periods until there's there's no golden goal in the NHL in the playoffs. Uh, I thought it was different than that because I I remember being angry at Chris Kreider missing a sitter for 
the Rangers against the Kings in the Stanley Cup once and then LA Kings going down the other end and scoring. I might be wrong, but for me, with the the NFL overtime rule, it's just a matter of numbers. At the end of the day, the Patriots needed one phase of their game being their offense to execute uh, to win the game. The Chiefs, in order to win yesterday's game, would have needed two phases, their defense and their offense to win the game. And that is just unfair. How does a coin flip decide how many units you need to perform to win the game it's just it's not 50 50 at the end of the day once that coin flip's been decided it's vastly advantageous for the team having the ball first they are more than likely going to go down the field and win okay we didn't see it in the saints rams game but the rams still needed to get the interception and then march the ball down the field where the saints only needed to march the ball down the field it just it doesn't sit right with me i don't think it's similar to the away goals rule i i can cannot stand the away goals rule yeah um, it's shit, isn't it? i've seen sorry to go on about arsenal again but i've seen arsenal play teams and go out on the away goals rule because they got they had a bad home leg but yet they were the only team that scored in both legs like i saw arsenal lose 3-1 at home to buy munich then they went to munich and won 2-0 but they went out on away goals but Bayern Munich didn't score in both legs, but Arsenal did. But they were the Arsenal were the team that went out, and that just didn't sit right with me. And this overtime rule doesn't sit right with me. I, I hope that the competition committee gets together and just looks at it and, see, and, like you said, just says this is not good for the game. And it, they, I'm sure they would be had Mahomes had that ball in his hand first and not Tom Brady. Like imagine if Tom Brady didn't get the ball in his hands yesterday. Yeah, the greatest quarterback yeah. of all time. Yeah, and it's he just, didn't get a chance. It's not right. And it is something that needs looking into and I hope they do do it. But that being said, the game shouldn't have gone to overtime in the first place. Um, D Ford. D Ford, D Ford, D Ford. Um we don't need to rub salt in the wounds. I'm sure he feels shit enough as it is. Um, has he just put his name amongst the likes of like Lynn Elliott? Um, because if he doesn't line up offside, Traverius Ward is, has won the game for the Chiefs. You were talking about Gronk's last play for the Patriots being a, a tip pass into Traverius Ward. Instead, people are talking about how good Gronk played. But D Ford essentially cost the Chiefs a place in the Super Bowl with the most stupidest type of penalty I just don't get it you can see down the line you can see the ball is it tiredness was it because the the Chiefs defense was on the field so much that he was making mental errors what was he trying to cheat um trying to get a step up but what was going through his mind do you think I don't know um yeah, just yeah, a mental lapse, I guess. Mm. I don't think there's much more to it than that, really. I I I find it. I'm going to find it tough for him. I I I don't hold grudges against players. Players make mistakes. It it, it does happen. Um, is when they continually not learn from their mistakes is where I have I have an issue. But not all people are as reasonable as you and I. So I I think it's going to be tough for a lot of Chiefs fans to get over D Ford D Ford's mistakes yesterday and I'll be interested to see some reactions to see to to him if he does get the franchise tag as expected. I'm I feel for the yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it'll be be interesting to to see. Um yeah, um, I'm 
yeah, I say, I think. Uh, I think of all everything that happened yesterday, that was probably the saddest part of it all because I danced around in my living room. Saying, like I had a friend with me watching the game, and I was like, "Oh my god, we're going to the Super Bowl!" And then the little yellow flashes up, and it's something yeah. as silly as as silly as offside. Like you could, if it was holding or something like that, we're used to seeing the Chiefs def- defenders hold, but offside, it's just such a silly penalty and it it yeah. may it really put a down on it and it's the, was the first thing i thought of this morning when i woke up was if d4 stand six yards back six yards six inches rather back the chiefs are in the super bowl and we're planning trips to america and and whatnot oh god where's brad on that bridge i might go and join him <laughs> yeah I was gonna say. by the way stand corrected on the nhl overtime rules i got confused for a minute okay. but in terms of terms of like they do play the full um like 20 minute period don't they until someone scores basically oh okay okay but even still that's better than the the nfl overtime rules which is just yeah i say it's just one of those where it's like it's insane to think that an offense can't get an opportunity especially the way that the league is moving now and it's such an offensively mm. sort of powered league. You know, yeah. the 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 last four teams left in the playoffs with the four highest scoring offenses yeah. this year. Um, so it's like uh, it, that advantage of the coin toss is only going to become more and more yeah. apparent as time goes on. Um, and just games, because... and as games move on as well, because. The, let's be honest playing on defensive unit is much harder than playing on the offense um, yeah they they are notoriously more tired at the end of games than than offensive players are so there's that advantage as well it just like i don't get me wrong this shouldn't take away from the fact that the chiefs had multiple opportunities to yeah. win this game yeah. and if they'd been more disciplined they would have won this game i just think it's a shame at the same time that you have a situation like this that can occur. Mm-hmm. So, how impressed were you with Mahomes yesterday, and how impressed have you been with him in the postseason in general? Because a lot of people were looking at Mahomes, saying, "Oh, he's not going to be able to perform in in this time. It's going to there's going to be too big for him. The stage is going to be too big for him. Not that he's shown that in any way, shape, or form that any stage is too big for him. So, on, on, out of ten, how would you grade his performance so far in the or this postseason rather? I I think you've got to give him like a nine out of mm. ten. You know, wasn't perfect, but I mean, the guy stood toe to toe with the greatest quarterback to play in the NFL, mm-hmm. and took him to overtime. It, you know, it, he did everything you could. You know, I say there's a couple of plays where you kind of scratch your head a little bit but it's gonna happen he's he's 23 years old like the fact that we can even talk about him in the same breath as like guys like this as 23 year old first year starter is insane um and yeah there's gonna be a few head scratches every now and again just because of the way he plays but yeah he he dragged that team especially when you consider Tyreek Hill had two catches Travis Kelsey had three catches last night. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know the Patriots doubled 
Hill all game, um, bracketed Kelsey all game, and basically said to Mahomes, right, find everyone else, basically. You know, we'll take away your two biggest threats. What can you do? And he, you know... Sliced them and diced them. Yeah, was within, yeah, a, a play away from a, a Super Bowl, pretty much. So, yeah, I I think pretty phenomenal, considering that this was his first year mm-hmm. starting in the NFL. His first two playoff games, first AFC Championship game, and to come that close, and especially when you think like the the, the you know Belichick. <laughs> Um, pretty pretty much threw the kitchen sink at him, and he still was stood there. And you think like the drive to get down in field goal range—it's just you know that doesn't happen. You know, and as much as I, you know, appreciate everything that Smith did for the Chiefs in his time here, that just doesn't happen with Alex Smith as quarterback of the Chiefs. It just doesn't. And, and and that 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 was the thing last night. It was just like it just felt like any opportunity. It's just like you know what, even though it wasn't clicking in the first quarter, it's just like we just need that play. And then when he came out in the second half and just hit those two big plays, and it was just like, yeah, here we go. This right. is run a roll. As Romo alluded to on multiple occasions, we're never out of a game because of how quickly we can we can score. And I think it's, that's game planned as well I I feel like the Chiefs score quickly to basically hurry up the other team's offense as well and try and get us as many possessions as we can possibly get because the defense is constantly putting us in a in a hole and we have to be positive looking forward because if we look towards next season we have four picks in the top 100 we're hoping that we're going to get a new defensive coordinator um thank you very much for your time in kansas city bob sutton but you're done mate you really are done and i don't think you'll find any god you sounded so cockney when you said that <laughs> you're done son you're, you're done, fucking done. Um, i don't think you'll find any chiefs fans um that want you to return thank you very much enjoy your retirement um, we won't be coming to the party. But there is plenty of reasons to be excited about the 2019 season. A lot of us penciled that season in as the season. Um, we are a year ahead of schedule, it must be said. Yeah. And I, in overall, I think we need to be delighted with this season. It had it ended last weekend, I would have been a little bit bitter towards the ending because it would have felt like the same old same old in regards to playoff curses as it were but the Chiefs to run the greatest quarterback coach combination of all time so close and being an offside penalty away from beating them um, I I think that we can only only be delighted about this season so in a couple of words what two words would you use to describe Mahomes' first season? Uh, oh, that's hard. Two words. Jesus. Um, I'll give you mine. Bloody fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say pretty phenomenal, I think. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, superlatives are going to be used a lot when it comes to Mahomes and let's be right he is the real deal 
Um, this is not a one-season wonder. This isn't. He's more like Harry Kane, as opposed to Obafemi Martins. Um, obscure reference. If any of our American listeners know who that is, <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, but he is legit, and I can't wait for 2019. Okay, we've got seven, eight months to to go but we are we're in we're in for an, a very enjoyable 10 years and we're going to get there there is no doubt with the AFC the way it is um you look at the the quarterbacks in the AFC now and when Brady eventually does move on god knows when that will happen because he's a cyborg or something like that um I think you're talking about the Mahomes and Baker Mayfield show in the AFC going forward and we're gonna get there I I have no doubt that we're gonna be in multiple Super Bowls during Mahomes' tenure in Kansas City. Should we leave it at that, Dave? Yeah, I think so. I just yeah. I don't I don't want to be sad anymore. No, um, it's going to be a sad one. The Super Bowl. Uh, the Patriots are playing the Rams. I will be supporting the Patriots. It must be said because I do enjoy uh, I enjoy this dynasty thing. I I am a fan of it. I said before I do like the ruthlessness of it all. And plus, I hate Stan Kroenke. And so I, I do, but I hate the Patriots more. So <laughs> let's go Rams. <laughs> okay, well I'm going to be let's go Pats, and um, we will have a show for you next week, probably talking about where the Chiefs move forward going forward. That makes really, yeah. I, Proper good England then, wasn't it? <laughs> Proper good England. Yeah. Are you having a stroke, Tom? Uh, that's the joke. I feel like I need a meme. Um, or the Superman meme with the joke going over him. Um, but yeah, we will be back next week to preview the Super Bowl and talk about a little bit more about the Chiefs. Hopefully we're talking about a defensive coordinator open position. Fingers crossed. Um, so that's it from me and Dave tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please get involved in the conversation on Twitter on at KCChiefs underscore UK and at Facebook at Arrowheads Abroad. Um, whilst you're here... If you could subscribe to the show and possibly leave us a review on iTunes, we would really appreciate it. We've had a few recently, and we love hearing nice things from you guys. So from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.